Sawadee Cup and welcome to another Funkit Pot here in for the Academic Corner. It's the end of the week, so you know what it means. We talk about all things academics here in the Academic Corner. And, well, what happened this week in academics? Not so much, to be quite honest. Well, actually, a few things, but nothing super exciting. Nothing super dramatic, at least. So, one thing that happened is it's midterm exam week, so chill in terms of teaching because no classes um, but not so chill in terms of student panicking and of course then having to grade all those papers and yes I did opt for having paper midterm exams for one simple reason I thought students at least in our university have had like online exams take home exams and all those things now for two years straight and my classes rely a lot on like digital media and all those things. And so they're very used to being in front of a screen and using the internet and whatnot, which is great because I mean, that, that, that's by design. But I wanted to just get them out of their comfort zone for a little bit and just wanted to do something that, that usually I don't do. I don't do lots of paper-based assignments or anything like that. So I just wanted to get them out of their comfort zone. Would also remind them that... There are other forms of, of, of media that you can be using, writing, for example. Uh, so that's why I opted to do like a paper exam. Also, jokingly, I told them, well, you're fourth year students, now you're going to graduate soon. So one last time, I want to see you suffer. <laughs> uh, so that, that's why I went for those paper exams. Now, I will not have paper final exams. I will have like more elaborate ways to evaluate the students more distant as we come closer to the final, of course. Um, but I thought for the midterm, it's just also a nice reminder for the students to kind of like reflect on like what you learned so far, what you did so far. And that, that's why I opted to have like the, an old school paper exam which usually I, I don't have that many um, so that that's that's the reasoning behind why I went for an old school paper exam usually I don't have many of those in my classes as mentioned before so I have to grade them now and check them now and oh my god the handwriting I mean my handwriting is bad but guys girls days um, people students <laughs> maybe that's the main reason why I shouldn't have paper exams anymore um, but moving on from this, um, so far it all turned out okayish, I think. Moving on from this, then we also had a faculty visit to an, an agency here, or to several agencies actually, where we're exploring potential collaborations between our faculty and then that, that agency or those agencies in different areas. Um, interesting. And also nice to see that businesses are out there that, that really want to work with academia and with faculties and that and we, we asked them like what do you think of our students because they have some of our students to be as, as interns or later than they worked for them a few of our alumni and they told us that they really appreciate that our students have like an open mind do lots of critical thinking and don't hold back um, when it comes to creativity, which is nice to hear. I mean, of course, they say nice things to us because we visit them, but it was still nice to hear. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to, to driving this. I'm, I'm curious to if, if you're watching or listening to this, how, how do you handle collaborations with like the real world? Because while it's nice to have, of course, it's also very non-academic, obviously. So it's like hard to find the middle ground there, right? Because you still want to somehow have, like, of course, academic values with the students or instilled in the students. Um, so how, how, do you, how do you make sure that the real world doesn't like, overshadow academics or the other way around, of course? Uh, so I'm curious to hear that. 
Um, besides that, what else? Well, uh, I just had a meeting right now where I've been asked to be the country head of a, of a conference. Um, I'm not quite sure yet whether or not I will say yes to that. Um, there are a few benefits, but that might not outweigh the the work involved. Uh, nevertheless, it would be interesting. And I, I, I honestly, like one of my big big beefs that I have with academia is just like how annoying academic conferences are. So maybe heading like the being the country of like an, of like a, such a conference maybe i can have some influence on like how this conference is being being styled designed how the talks are being organized so if, if that's the case if can if i can have some say in that maybe i'm gonna say yes it, it, it sounds like lots of work but an academic conference are just so no i was about to say not all of them but Let's be honest, 90% of them are like very annoying. And I usually speak at non-academic conferences because I feel the impact is bigger. Uh, you reach a wider audience, you get mainstream media coverage and so on. But my, of course, when it comes to KPIs in the university, it's like, where are your academic conferences? And I'm like, well, I went to this conference that has like millions of viewers on YouTube. And it doesn't count for my KPI, so <laughs> great. Um, so I hope maybe being the country head of the conference, maybe I have some influence on like how this is being styled, organized, portrayed, and so on, what kind of workshops are being had. Maybe maybe then that, that makes sense. Also, let me know if you have some experience like being a country head or being a head of any conference. Like, What are the pros, what are the cons? Is it worth that the hassle? Um, did you enjoy? Did you take something out of it? Uh, that would be really interesting to, to, to hear from, from YouTube. Yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I probably can talk about this already next, by the, by the next academic corner, I think. Uh. <coughs> All right, other than that, it's a very calm, quiet week, which is nice. Um, next week then, things are gonna go crazy because, oh, well, I, do, I start my guest lectures again. Uh, at another university and I will take over a class of one of my colleagues who only was available for half of the semester so now that the midterm is over I will take over his class and his class is on Friday afternoons <laughs> well I, only, I, I already have a Friday morning class I'm already at university anyways um, but it's a Friday afternoon class and our our university is like not in Bangkok City it's like Depends on how you commute, like an hour or so away from where I live. And Friday, coming back Friday afternoon. So to students listening, watching, whatever, you better show up. <laughs> you don't make me go there by, and then not showing up. You better all show up. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to that class because it's multicultural communication, which I'm really into it. I haven't taught it in a while. I have, I've taught it like way back when, um, when I just started uh, teaching at university and being in academics. I've, I was really excited to, well, not excited about the extra workload, but excited to dive back into the topic. Uh, I read so many research papers now and dove right into it. Uh, so I'm really excited to, to have updated my knowledge there and to be able to, to share that with the students, of course. Uh, really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I'll talk about this probably when, when we meet again here in the academic corner. Uh, 
the students are going to be like, oh, no, not you again, because I already have two fourth-year classes and it's a fourth-year class again for fourth-year students. They're going to be like, no, we see you again. Um, I'm sorry, but one of my, 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 my colleagues had a makeup class on a Friday from, I think, 8 to, to 10 p.m. or online. Uh, it was just a Q&A session, I believe, uh, for the exam, but, but, but still. Uh, so I promise I won't be doing that. So, hey, come, like me. <laughs> and that leads me to my last question, actually. Um, and I, 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 would, I would love to get some feedback on that. So if you're taking over a new class, and in this case, I know the students, so no problem. But if you're taking over a new class, you don't know the students, and it's just completely new, how, how do you go about building rapport usually? How do you build rapport with the students? Do you just go in and be, try to be like, the, like, like Ted in How I Met Your Mother? And he's like, am I going to be the cool professor, the funny one? Ah, what am I going to do? How do you, call me by my first name? Or uh, what, what are you going to do? Like, how do you build rapport with a new class? That's what I'm asking. That would be cool to hear, um, to share some insights there. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll also add maybe my two cents once I've seen your responses. All right, that's it for this week. Let me know what happened in your academic life because I'm really curious to, to hear about that. Decisions that you made, decisions that you're happy with, decisions that you regretted. <laughs> Let me know your experience as being like head of a, of a, of a um, conference, for example. And don't forget to let me know how you build rapport with a new class slash new students. Okay, until then, as always, stay safe, take care. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate this podcast if possible so more people in the academic community can share our uh, discussions. That would be cool. And well, until then, Saudi Cup. Oh, no.